Each year during carnival season in Montevideo, the drummers fill the streets with the sound of candombe, the gut-wrenching Afro-rhythm of Uruguay. It might surprise you to learn that this tiny country in South America has an exciting black music scene. And guess what? There are many more places like it tucked away throughout Latin America. Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. And today, we're bringing you music from little-known Afro-Latino enclaves that are producing some fascinating sounds. Never mind Cuba and Brazil, today we're going to places with black musical stories that have yet to be told. On Afropop Worldwide's The Other Afro-Latino, hidden sounds from Ecuador, Bolivia and Uruguay. Let's start with a trip to Ecuador. Hey, wait a second. Isn't Ecuadorian music all about panpipes and flutes? Well, after all, Quito was once the capital of the northern Incan Empire, and to this day, the Incas' Quichua descendants play a big role in the cultural life of the country's Andean mountain region. But take a short trip down to the Pacific coast, and you'll hear something quite different. A style of music named after the very African instrument it is played on, marimba. It turns out that Ecuador is home to over 1.2 million Afro-Ecuadorians. It's almost 10% of the population. Many of them live in Esmeraldas, or emeralds, for the lush green of its coastal jungle. The traditional marimba music of the region sounds like nothing else on the continent. This music has never had a commercial release, so we went straight to the musicians for these cuts. Here's a torbellino, performed by Rosa Huila. Yeah. 
Afro-Ecuadorian music on Afropop Worldwide as we explore the other Afro-Latino hidden sounds from Ecuador, Bolivia, and Uruguay. I'm Georges Collinet. Major support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the National Endowment for the Arts. Esmeraldas has long been isolated from the rest of Ecuador because of its inhospitable geography of dense jungles, rivers, and mangrove forests. We caught up with Lindbergh Valencia, who runs the Casa Oshun in Quito, a cultural center dedicated to teaching marimba to younger generations of Afro-Ecuadorians. He spoke to us about the unique history and music of the region. Lindbergh says that due to this history of isolation, there is still a pureness in the music of Esmeraldas, a strong African identity. As the story goes, Africans first arrived in the region in 1553 after a slave ship mutinied and shipwrecked on the Ecuadorian coast. They were joined by slaves from all over the former Gran Colombia who escaped from the estates and mines and headed for the jungle. Esmeraldas remained apart from the rest of Ecuador for most of its history. In fact, the first road linking the coast to the highlands was not finished until 1950. As a result, the Spanish had very little impact on the region's culture. <laughs> Imagine a place in Latin America without guitars? That's Lindbergh playing the melody of Calerona, which means big-hipped woman. Lindbergh told us that in marimba, people don't exactly play songs. They play temas, or themes, each with its own social context. For example, the Calerona is used to flatter a woman. The chorus beckons to the woman while the lead singer improvises verses in praise of her beauty. By the way, you can read more of what Lindbergh had to say and find out more about all the music on this program on our website, afropop.org. Only about 11 temas are still played today, and only a handful are played regularly. Papa Roncon, the unchallenged king of marimba, is one of the only people alive who knows them all. Here he is playing agua, a tema all about, well, water, a constant element of life in rainy Esmeraldas. There's another species of song from Esmeraldas that is played only with percussion. I'm talking about Arruyos, sung to venerate the saints at all-night religious parties. This is Rosa Huila, who leads the top Arruyo group in the province, singing Toca la Bomba, an ode to the booming bass drum that accompanies all music in Esmeraldas. Yeah, 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 yeah
Soon after that road was built in the 50s, Ecuador constructed an oil refinery in Esmeralda City to bring Amazonian oil to the global market and develop the coast. Mestizos from the highlands flooded in, bringing a sudden dose of modernity with them. Today the city is chaotic and still much poorer than the rest of the country, but there is something absolutely electrifying about it. This is a serious music town. Caribbean sounds are very popular and salsa seems to pour from speaker systems on every corner. It was only a matter of time before somebody came up with the salsa marimba hybrid. Here's Jackson Arroyo. with salsa-tinged marimba music from Esmeraldas, Ecuador. Any Esmeraldeño will tell you that if you want to see the real traditional marimba, you have to head north. Most people here live in stilt villages built along the many rivers or on islands tucked between the mangroves. After three hours in a motorized canoe going up the Cayapa River, we arrived at a stilt town called Telembi, where we got a chance to talk to Nacho. Nacho is a marimbero from the old school. He makes his own marimbas using local materials, and he tunes them to a traditional non-Western scale, all by ear. Nacho says that when he was a child, the elders had a big house in the village to hold marimba dances. In these casas de marimba, marimbas and bombos would hang by ropes from the ceiling rafters. Hanging the marimba had acoustic advantages because the ropes acted as antennas and amplified the sound through the entire house. The sound carried all the way to nearby towns so they would know when a marimba party was happening. Sadly, the marimba has struggled to stay alive with the influx of modern ways. Nacho says the sound system reigns nowadays. Nobody pays attention to this music anymore. Most of the last marimba houses shuttered their doors in the 1960s. The hypnotizing marimba beat is now kept alive by a few dedicated musicians. Musicians like Petita Palma, who leads one of the longest-running groups, Tierra Caliente. Here they are playing one of the most popular temas, Andarelle. 
just when you think a unique local tradition is in danger of dying out, somebody makes a reggaeton remix. Esmeraldas, that's the newest face of marimba music. Before we move on, let's check in with a completely different Afro-Ecuadorian sound that is thriving right now in the 21st century. This is bomba, not to be confused with the better known Puerto Rican genre of the same name. Bomba comes from the Chota Valley in the northern Andean Sierras. Here's Lindbergh, Valencia. La bomba del Chota difiere de la marimba esmeralda. Lindbergh says the bomba of Chota differs from the marimba as if it were from another country. And it's true. These Afro-Ecuadorians have a completely different culture and history from the community of Esmeraldas. Listen to the Autenticos del Valle with fiebre and you'll hear the difference right away. like it could come out of an old John Wayne Western, right? Well, that was Los Auténticos del Valle. 
The Afro-Ecuadorians of Chota live in about 30 rural towns scattered throughout the hot desert valley in Ecuador's northern highlands. An area with a powerful indigenous presence, Africans were originally brought here as slaves by the Jesuit order and forced to harvest sugarcane, which grows well in the hot, dry climate of the valley. Although slavery has been long abolished in Ecuador, few in this valley have title to the land their ancestors have farmed for hundreds of years. And life has always been very hard due to the cycle of drought and flooding by the Chota River that snakes through the valley. The hardships of Chota life are a constant theme in Bomba lyrics. The most famous song of all is called Carpuela, and it tells the story of a man who has to leave his hometown after floods take away his land. He sings, Yame voy, yame voy, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, and heads east to look for work. the Afro-Indian sound of Bomba from Ecuador. Bomba is a pretty even mixture of European, indigenous and African musical elements. Well, let's break this down a little bit so you can hear each distinct influence. The Spanish influence comes from a style called Pasillo. The pasillo is a close relative of popular Spanish guitar music and a favorite genre of Quito's European-descended criollo ruling classes who vaulted the pasillo to the position of the national music at the beginning of the 20th century. The pasillo gave Bomba the sound of the requinto, that high-pitched guitar you hear playing those beautiful melodies. 
The strong indigenous influence in bomba is felt in its melodies and chord progressions, which often come from the pentatonic scale used in Andean folk songs. Agua viva soy, oh yo yo. 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 And that driving rhythm pushing the music forward. Well, that's straight from Africa, of course. Bomba music, after all, gets its name from the small two-sided bass drum that leads the percussion section. Before we leave the Chota Valley, take a listen to this extraordinary local music custom. Sounds like a high-pitched clarinet, right? Well, wrong. That's a musician playing a folded-over leaf from an orange tree and perfectly in tune. Hmm, amazing. The tradition of playing the leaf, or oha, comes from the early 20th century. Back then, every respectable Ecuadorian town was expected to have a town marching band. But metal instruments were too expensive for people from the valley. Musicians from Chota were very crafty and decided to make their own instruments out of natural materials, such as trumpets and tuba made from dried gourds. But the leaf was boss, always playing the main melody. Bomba groups came to incorporate oha players in their lineup. Here's a classic bomba with a little oha. Oh, 
Ecuadorian Bomba Music featuring the Oja or Musical Leaf. Although many people can still play the Oja, only one full-fledged Banda Mocha survives. However, the Bomba is doing just fine. In fact, it's become something of a phenomenon not just within the black community but in the rest of the northern Sierra and beyond. These days, the Chota Valley is becoming known for something other than the pro soccer players who stuff the top leagues. Before we say goodbye to Chota, here's Marabou, the biggest band coming out of the valley today. Nuevamente estoy enamorado, a mi vida he llegado otra mejor. Nuevamente estoy enamorado, a mi vida he llegado otra mejor. Amor con traición, pero ahora de nuevo aquí me tienes Con más fuerza y más feliz que antes Si te miro ya no sé ni quién eres Para siempre tu amor ya lo olvidé Pero ahora de nuevo aquí me tienes Con más fuerza y más feliz que antes Si te miro ya no sé ni quién eres Marabou with Lo Siento. For the full story on Afro-Equatorian music, stop by our website, afropop.org. Hey, don't go away, or you'll miss out as Afropop checks out the Afro-Bolivian Saya and psychedelic candombe rock from Uruguay. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. Okay, our journey through hidden Afro-Latino sounds continues. We leave Ecuador now for Bolivia. Bolivia is a vast and beautiful country and the only indigenous majority nation in the Americas. Over 50% of Bolivians speak native languages 
and traditional culture is still strong. However, there's also a tiny Afro-Bolivian minority of 35,000 people, the majority of whom live in a string of farming communities in Los Yungas, a green mountainous region beneath La Paz. They mostly live from cultivating coca on impossibly steep fields, and until the 1950s, lived in virtual slavery under the brutal hacienda system. We caught up with Jorge Medina, director of CADIC, which stands for... Centro Afro-Boliviano para el Desarrollo Integral y Comunitario. Wow, that's a mouthful. The Afro-Bolivian Center for Integrated Community Development. Jorge filled us in on the rest of the story. In 1953, there was an agrarian reform in which the estate lands were distributed to Afro-Bolivian families, but the lots weren't enough to sustain them. As land became more scarce, Afro-Bolivians began to immigrate to the cities during the 80s, and they were surprised to learn that almost nobody knew they existed. In the streets, Afro-Bolivians were asked, hey you, where are you from? Where are you from? Are you Peruvian, Brazilian? No, I'm Bolivian. In Bolivia we have black people? Where? So they formed the Afro-Bolivian Saya cultural movement to gain visibility through playing music. This is the Saya, the rhythm of Afro-Bolivia. Jorge's group brought the Saya out of the Yungas and into the streets of La Paz, where Music's driving beat fuels a political movement whose goals for now are visibility and inclusion in Bolivian society. In 2008, Afro-Bolivians were still fighting to be counted among over 35 other ethnic groups in the new constitution. As you may have read in the papers, Evo Morales, the nation's first indigenous president and former coca growers union leader, has created quite a stir with his new constitution. It's opposed by governments of the wealthier states of the East, who are threatening to secede from the country. Jorge says President Evo Morales has to understand that Bolivia is not only indigenous people. It is a very diverse country, and every group has been mistreated historically. Evo talks about inclusion, but if he means inclusion only for some kinds of people, what really changes? In the meantime, Jorge's Saya group is getting very popular, spreading the word about what it means to be Afro in Bolivia. Now from the Bolivian mountains to the South Atlantic coast and the small country of Uruguay.
Every February in Uruguay, temporary stages pop up around Montevideo in preparation for carnival season, when the city is serenaded by the Murgas, groups of costumed men singing political satire and social commentary in glorious harmony. Montevideo may not have the biggest carnival, that distinction goes to Rio, but it does have the longest, with nearly two months of festivities. Often mild-mannered, the citizens of the Switzerland of the Americas know how to throw a good party. But there's another carnival beyond the Murgas. This is Candombe. While Uruguayans come from mostly European descent, it is the country's 200,000 Afro-Uruguayans who provide the steady backbeat of daily life. is a mobile dance party played year-round on weekend evenings in the streets of Montevideo. But Candombe's biggest day is the annual Yamadas, or Calling, where groups of up to 70 drummers march down Isla de Flores Street, competing for the prestige of being the year's best. The drummers are accompanied by a cast of costumed characters whose roots are in African theatrical dance traditions. There is Glamillero, an old man who dances jerkily with a cane and a basket full of medicinal herbs, and Escobero, who trills a broom in a display of military prowess. Cantombe is a conversation between three types of drums, each with its own place in the beat. Let's start with the chico, the smallest of all, whose steady tak-tak-tak keeps tempo. Then comes the piano, the fat-bodied bass drum that defines the candombe sound. Last, we add the challenging repique, on which players trade off improvising virtuosic phrases. Mix it all together, et voilà! Candombe! had a special bond with neighboring Argentina, and in fact, Montevideo is tango's second city. The most famous tango tune, La Comparsita, was composed here by Gerardo Matos Rodriguez in 1917, and legend has it that Carlos Gardel may have been born in Uruguay. If you heard our program on tango, you know that tango has undeniable African roots. 
Its rhythmic bass comes straight from Kandombe via a kind of folk song called Milonga, developed by mixed-race gauchos of the countryside. Alfredo Zitarosa, the father of Uruguayan popular song, was heavily influenced by Milonga and Montevideo's black history. Here is his famous Doña Soledad. Mire Doña Soledad, póngase un poco a pensar. Doña Soledad, cuántas personas habrá que la conozcan de verdad. Yo la vi en el almacén peleando por un pintel. Doña Soledad, y otros dicen haga el bien, hágalo sin mirar a quién. ¿Cuántos vinteles tendrá sin la generosidad? Doña Soledad, con los que pueda comprar el pan y el vino nada más. La carne y la sangre son de propiedad del patrón. Doña Soledad, cuando Cristo dijo no, usted sabe bien lo que pasó. Soledad, yo le converso de más. Doña Soledad, y usted para conversar hubiera querido estudiar. Cierto que quiso querer, pero no pudo poder. Doña Soledad, porque antes de ser mujer ya tuvo que ir a trabajar. Mire, Doña Soledad, póngase un poco a pensar. Doña Soledad, ¿qué es lo que quieren decir con eso de la libertad? Usted se puede morir, eso es cuestión de salud. Pero no quiera saber lo que le cuesta un ataúd. Doña Soledad, hay que trabajar, pero hay que pensar. No se vaya a morir, la van a enterrar. Doña Soledad, hay que trabajar, pero hay que pensar, Doña Soledad. That was a milonga from Alfredo Zitarosa from Uruguay. Uruguay has always made a lot of sound for its little size. And until today, the country has produced some of the most popular rock acts in Latin America. have always been at the cutting edge, starting in the 60s when the psychedelia of the Beatles and the Doors hit the country at full force. Candombe's presence has never been far behind in any popular Uruguayan music and was incorporated seamlessly into a sound known as Candombe Beat, a mix of psychedelic rock, Brazilian sounds and, of course, Candombe. 
El Quinto was one of the first groups to define the genre and the springboard for member Ruben Rada, the greatest Afro-Uruguayan singer-composer who ever lived. Here's Muy Lejos Te Vas, recorded in a Ruben Rada composition from his first group, El Quinto. Lagrimarios comes from another strain of the Candombe song. Ay, mi madre. She cut her chops as a tango singer, only led her moving to writing Candombes with influences from international black sounds such as rumba and jazz. Powerful voice from the Afro Uruguayan community. Here's Lagrimarios. Ya va a empezar, ya se armó el cantón de salgan las parejas que los cuentos están sonando. Ya va a empezar, ya se armó el rimbón de salgan las parejas que los cuero están llamando. De aquí pasa la mano morena de este ritmo loco que nació en el Las manos morenas de este ritmo loco que nace. 
temblar Ya ya comienza esta de fiesta Y todos vamos a bailar En la ya comienza ya se armó el cantón From Uruguay, that's Lágrima Rios Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes that a great nation deserves great art. And from PRX affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. has always had a very active political culture and Candombe has often served as a form of protest for the Afro-Uruguayan community. Where there is a demonstration, the drums are never far behind. In 1973, the military staged a coup and ruled by dictatorship for more than 10 years. While in power, the junta stifled expression and censored all popular music. Resistance came in the form of Canto Popular, a style of folk-influenced music coded with subtle defiance of the regime. Naturally, candombe was a common element in these songs. Here, Jorge Lazarov puts the candombe rhythm on an acoustic guitar. Una fila de hombres, prostitutas y genios, y tristes maricones disfrazados. Una fila de actores, de cínicos y sátiros, ególatras y niños disfrazados. Una fila de negros, otra de ejecutivos, una fila de blancos disfrazados. Gordas de enorme vientre desparramadas, flacas del hambre eterna desencajadas, una fila de ojos desorbitada, una fila de bocas descarcajada. Desdentadas, admiración y asco, amor y desengaño, envidia en las miradas, sonrisas desdentadas, admiración y asco, amor y desengaño, ternura en las miradas, sonrisas asombradas, admiración y asco, amor y desengaño, envidia en las miradas, disfrazadas, disfrazadas, disfrazadas. Disfrazadas, disfrazadas, disfrazadas Así señores míos está formado Así señores míos está formado Así señores míos está formado el público que vino a ver el corso Así señores míos está formado el público que vino a ver el corso Así señores míos está formado el corso Disfrazado
was born in this city, and since I was a kid, my father used to take me to this uh, Barrio Sur in Palermo to go along with the drummers. That's Hugo Fatoruso, a virtuoso pianist and one of the most important figures in modern Uruguayan music. I was a little kid, so my father used to take me there. Without knowing what they were doing, I was, like, seduced by this African uh, heart. And it's like, uh, it's a presence. Hugo's career has brought him from 60s rock to heady jazz fusion. But every step of the way, he has been mixing candombe with other styles, shaping a uniquely Uruguayan music. Hugo showed us a little of what he can do. Let's hear a little of Hugo from 1977, Jazz Meets Candombe with Oppa. Recently, down-tempo hip-hop with Candombe has been surfacing around Montevideo. Young Uruguayan rappers not only see themselves as connected to hip-hop via common African heritage, but also via the payadores, Uruguayan cowboys of old, who engage in battles of wit, improvising spoken verses to guitar accompaniment. Here's some Candombe hip-hop from Calanda Beat, singing Cachicalacun, a phrase used to help teach the Candombe group. Muy hermosas que en mi vida yo soñaba. Quedamos los dos solos muy frente por frente. 
y cachica la cucha grande dentro de mi mente. La melodía es por aquí, las caderas por allá. Mucha gacha, mucho vino para poder continuar. Y la gente enardecida al ritmo de este compás. Muy alegre y cadencioso con un feeling especial. Cachica la dentro de tu mente. Cala cachica la cucha, cala cachica la Cala cachica la cucha, cala cachica la Cala cachica la cucha, cala cachica la Cala cachica la cucha, cala Ritmo poderoso. Es este ritmo que te traigo bien sabroso. Ritmo poderoso. Es la calenda que lo toca delicioso. Ritmo poderoso. Con la calenda llévalo, llévalo. Ritmo poderoso. Las lunas, estrellas, el fuego que adornaba el color de la vereda El calor me agobiaba y yo en medio de las llamadas Con una chica muy hermosa y el compás que repicaba Por eso te digo, hermano latino Que me está mi sangre y lo llevo conmigo Que viene desde lejos y no tiene complejo Por todo lo contrario, hoy lo vale el mundo entero That was La Calenda Beat, wrapping up our introduction to the fascinating unheard voices coming out of Afro-South America And believe me, there is far more to be heard. You can read much more about the music in the program and see photos on our website, afropop.org. Special thanks to Lindbergh Valencia, Papa Roncon, Alberto Castillo, Carlos Rubio, Jonathan Ritter, Carlos Andrade, Jorge Medina, David Zabala, Miguel Garcia and Thomas Oliveira of Africania, Sergio Ortuño, Tatita Marquez, Hugo Fatoruso, and Antonio de la Pena for their help with this program. My Afropop partner is Sean Baolo. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Marlon Bishop. Para ahuyentar al mandinga macumba macumbembe Hay que tirar una flecha y bailar el candomblé And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including radio programs and our Afropop Close-Up podcast series. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. This program was mixed at Studio 44 in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Ben Richmond. And I'm Georges Collinet. A la rueda, rueda, a la ronda, ronda, a la rueda, rueda, a la ronda, ronda, los blancos mandinga, los negros catonga, los blancos mandinga, los negros catonga. Los niños en las esquinas forman la ronda catonga, rueda de todas las manos que rondan la rueda ronda. Macumba, macumbembe, los negritos africanos forman también una ronda con la noche de la mano.
para ahuyentar al mandinga macumba macumbente. Hay que tirar una flecha y bailar el candomble. Hay tanto tiringo, tingo, tiringo, tango, tiringute. Pasa una linda negrita, más linda que no sé qué.